Hi there, this is Alana. You are listening to the Praying Christian Women podcast with me and with Jamie. How's it going, Jamie? It's going well. How about you? We get, oh, it's, I'm having so much fun. I'm so much geeking out about all the fun things that we get to talk about today. I know. This is, this is really cool. So this is our part two. Last time we talked about Jamie's results from the Clifton Strengths Test and her top five. Today we're going to talk about my top five. Even if you don't end up taking the test yourself, even if you don't share any of, there's 34 strengths. So there's a chance that none of your top five are either of our top fives. But the biggest takeaway that we hope you guys get is the more you learn about yourself and then you ask yourself, how does this impact my prayer life? The more effective and satisfied you can find your prayers because you don't have to pray like anybody else. That's right. I love that. Well, me too. Yeah. So excited. All righty. Right. Where are we going to start? Verse uh, of the day? Yeah. Do prayer and verse of the day. Oh, yeah, verse prayer. Either one. I could do. Well, okay. We'll do prayer first. Okay. Let's do it. God, we just thank you for this day and for this time to talk about our strengths and just to remember that we are fearfully and wonderfully made to remember that you've created each one of us so very special and so different. And we just ask that you'll help us all to just be really mindful of our strengths, that you will help us to focus more on the things that you have blessed us with, the strengths that we might even see as weaknesses. Help us to flip that around and to see in these different characteristics that we have, how you've given us strengths so that we can be members of the body of Christ in unique and very special and specific ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So our verse of the day is Genesis 1:27 from Genesis chapter 1 verse 27 from the NIV. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God he created them. Male and female he created them. And just another reminder like if you joined us for well, if you joined us last week, we spoke about these strengths. These we took a strength test and we talked about my strengths. And this week we're going to be talking about Alana's strengths and um, we had a similar verse last week about being fearfully and wonderfully made. And this week, it's just um, kind of similar. God created mankind in his own image. And one thing that Alana said about these, how many, 35 strengths? 34, 34 strengths that are on this mm-hmm. test for you to kind of pick from or for them to assign as your strengths. If all of us had all of them, we would have kind of the qualities of God. Mm-hmm. and and. So God created us in his image. All of these strengths that we have are things that reflect his character. And I just love Mm -hmm. that. And we don't have all of them, but all together as the body of Christ, we fill in the gaps and God made us to be part of this bigger thing. So exactly. We're not all hands. We're not all feet. Some of us are spleens and (laughs) we won't mention what some of the others of us are. So yeah, I'm I'm super excited too. So I'm gonna change up our just for fun a tiny bit. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, let's do this just for fun at the end once we finish talking about both of our strengths. So that's good. Yeah, let's do it. It's gonna be a fun just for fun. What is a totally useless talent that you have? <laughs> I can say the whole alphabet backwards quickly. Like is really, that, really fast. Yeah, like that's impressive. Did you memorize that? I did. Do you want to know how? No, 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 (laughs) I can't. If they tell you like there's something, I don't, I memorized it because there was this thing 
I wish I could remember what it was called. It was like a little kids, like kids, I think it was called kids break. And they had this square and it had all of the letters of the alphabet and they went all around in a circle, in a square. And, Mm -hmm. um, and then at the end of kids break, it would delete each letter one at a time. Uh And so I would just say them backwards to see if I could say it. And I got to where I could just say Z, Y, X, W, B, T, but I couldn't do it if I had to think about it. Start it. Like, could I say start it? L and what comes right before L? Like, is that accessible to you quickly? Only if I like think about it. Think, yeah. Interesting, but you could just say that's that is a very useless talent. But but is it a talent? Like, can anyone else? Can others do this? I can't. Okay, so I can. You know what? Yeah. So my middle son has a photographic memory. Oh, neat. He can do it, but you watch his eyes. He can't do it as fast as you, but he does it like way faster than I could. You can watch his eyes scrolling backwards because he literally, oh, he's reading he it. sees the alphabet yeah, in I his head it. and he just reads it backwards. That is neat. But do you know what I am okay with? Um, I'm okay with spelling words backwards. Like, do you guys play cranium? That's one yes. of the things. Mm-hmm. I can do that okay. I'm not fast, but as long as I know how to spell it forward, I'm actually not a fabulous speller. I'm probably, I would guess, a worse than average speller for adults. Um, but as long as I know how to spell it going forwards, <laughs> I can say it. It just takes time. That's really good. Now, do you picture the word in your head? Or yeah, do you, yeah. You I do, do the yeah. same thing. I just picture it right. and then just kind of mm-hmm. read it backwards. My son can do it way, and he, he's a way better speller than I am. But anyway, my <laughs> I've got a, a useless talent. I and I bet you don't know this about me, Jamie. Oh, I love these. I never get brain freeze. I have never once had brain freeze. Really? Mm-hmm. So you can I could, eat, like the cold. I could of guzzle cold. down. I could guzzle down a thirty-two ounce slushy and mm-hmm. be like, okay, that was a slushy. That's impressive. It's a talent, and it's very useless. <laughs> I <get it laughs> Unless really I guess I'm easily. doing like an ice cream eating contest or something. That's very cool. I like it. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All righty. Well, how about let's talk some more about the strengths. So yes, this is a continuation. Mm-hmm. Last time we talked about Jamie's strengths. We kind of introduced the concept of what those are. So if you're a little bit curious or missed out on that, you can sort of hear the um, the setup for what the strengths are. And what we're doing is we're going through, we went through her top five today. We're going through my top five or sorry, her, for us, it's both today. We're doing these, we're recording these back to back for you. It's last week. Um, so we talked about Jamie's top five and how that impacts her prayer life. Now we will talk about my top five and a big thing that you can do listening. If you haven't taken the test and don't desire to go and take the test yourself, you can still listen to some of these kinds of traits and figure out, okay, yeah, I, I, that sounds like me. This is something I can apply. So my top strength, my number one is futuristic. And I knew that would be one of yours. Yeah. Did you really? Yes. Every time a question came up, I didn't know what the name would be, but I knew uh, it would be, I was thinking it would be more like visionary or mm-hmm, something, but yeah. It's similar. Yeah. Yeah. So futuristic is always dreaming about the future. Mm-hmm. Um, having a big thing that I do is I like, I have multiple plans for like what would be an amazing future. It, so an interesting tidbit about futuristics is, um, you know, vision boarding where you like make a collage of what like the perfect future might look like. Yeah. In general, I learned that that actually does not appeal to futuristics and I knew it didn't really appeal to me, but I never thought through it. But 
a big reason why is because like we love the idea of like hundreds of potentials, right? As opposed oh, to like when you put it on a vision you nail board it down and you're limited. Yeah. And so it's all about like big, big dreams for what can come. And the more possibilities there are, the more exciting it is. So yes, that is my number one. Um, it's one of the ones that feels so much like part of who I am that it's hard to even say like, okay, well, how does this impact your prayer life? How does this impact your relationships? Just because it's, it's so much right there. Um, I know it impacts our podcasting because I, I come up with all kinds of ideas. And Oh, yeah. You're definitely um, the driving ideas person. Mm-hmm, and that mm-hmm. is just so cool. Yeah. Um, you know, follow through isn't always there, but for me, like, honestly, the fun part is the ideas anyway, which also ties into another one of my strengths. <laughs> All of my strengths are like the big ideas strengths. Um, but yeah, so I was thinking for futuristic, I know a big thing that for me impacts my prayer life is just the absolute certainty that my prayers are having a tangible impact on the world. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about that actually with your restorative and with your harmony. Mm -hmm. I have been praying a lot and I have been feeling this burden of just praying for calm over our planet, praying for peace, praying for healing, praying for restoration. And I think some people would maybe pray those prayers and have it be going through the motions. Some people would shy away from those prayers to begin with because it would kind of feel like, what's the point? Um, But for me, like I truly wholeheartedly in the core of my being know that those prayers do make a difference. Mm -hmm. And that's really kind of what draws a huge chunk of my prayer life is this, um, it's not quite a burden because a burden almost makes it feel like an obligation, Mm -hmm. but just this conviction that you know, sure. If I, if I don't pray this, things aren't going to turn out as great as they otherwise might. And in a way, maybe that sounds prideful, but to me it's no, I just, I believe in the power of prayer that much. If I, if I fail to pray, the world's going to be at least a little bit worse off and maybe even a lot bit worse off than if I do pray. And that is what for sure drives my, my prayer energy. Well, and that's biblical. I mean, it's biblical Mm -hmm, that, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm really going to reach and I'm going to paraphrase, but wasn't it um, when, you know, God said I, I, that he just wanted one person to stand in the gap. gap. And there was one instance where they didn't, Mm -hmm. he found no one and Mm -hmm. Israel got punished like crazy. And there was another instance where, Oh, (laughs) she just sneezed. sneezed. (laughs) On that was that was a muted sneeze. That was actually really adorable. We need to we'll turn that into a gif. <laughs> oh no! What would have been even better is if I'd been like, huh, huh, huh. <laughs> you know, like those tiny, tiny uh, people that can bitsy, do the bitsy. tiny sneeze. Mm-hmm. I am not okay. This is a total aside. I want my grandmother, side. my grandmother's sneezes were hilarious. I loved it. She little, would always little go, cartoony sneezes. She would go, ah, ah, ah. And she would never do the chew part. She would always go, and and then and that was it. And my cousin and I would be in the other room, and we'd be like, "Chew." (laughs) It was just funny. She had very funny sneezes. I cannot do a graceful chew sneeze. I have to do like the big, like all over the place sneeze. So, hence the mute button. Hence the mute button. Yes. 
All right, back to our task at hand. What were we just talking about? Standing in the gap. Standing in the gap, yeah. And so then there was one time where God did not find anyone, and then there was a time when... Who was it? The type in Jamie's knees. <laughs> Who was the one that stood in the gap? I want to well, say it was... I believe the standing in the gap comes from Ezekiel. If, okay. I believe. Um, one of the more obscure prophets. Um, okay. But, you know, it reminds me of Abraham, right? Interceding for Sodom and Gomorrah. And you know what I just now kind of thought of? So basically, Mm -hmm. Abraham's like, well, what if 50 people are righteous? Would you save the city? And God says, sure, I'll save this city for 50 righteous people. And then Abraham's like, oh, okay, well, would you go to for 30? I don't remember the exact numbers. And then like, and God says, sure, if I find 30 righteous people, I'll save the city. And then Abraham says, what if you only find 10 righteous people? And God says, sure, I'll save the city for 10 righteous people. And you know what? Abraham stops, right? I think he stops at 10. He might've gotten it down to five. What if Abraham had kept on going, right? Right. What if he said, what if you only find one righteous person? Because I believe it's Peter who does in scripture declare that Lot was a righteous man. So we know that there was at least one righteous man living in Sodom and Gomorrah. What if Abraham had continued on with that and gotten all the way down (laughs) to one? Will you save the city for one person? Because again, that is what fuels my prayer um, inspiration is you know, like this maybe is going to sound too fatalistic to some people, but if my prayers aren't going to make any difference, then why would I bother, right? I mean, I'll say my prayers to thank God. I'll do my obedience, but why would I pour my like soul and energy and tears and time and sleepless nights into wrestling and prayer if it's not going to do anything? Right. Mm-hmm. So that's my futuristic. It is. Another thing that I can see being that I see that you've brought up that I think is a great tool for prayer is praying imaginatively. Mm, Yeah. And so projecting like what, like praying for your kids, imagine what, what your child's future future might look like, Mm -hmm. pray that for them, you know, and, and even partnering with God to, and I'm not saying we've talked about before, we don't hear God perfectly all the time, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. God, give me a picture of what you want this child to look like. What are their strengths? What do you oh, want to yeah. draw out of them? Let me pray that into mm-hmm. being, you know, let me bring that kingdom yes. come. I love that praying it into being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, well, yeah, I could see you being really good I'm, at that. Yeah. I've probably told you, I'm not sure I mentioned it on the air. Um, did I tell you my dream or um, my dream about Silas right before he was medevaced? I think so, you did, but remind me. Yeah, of exactly he was only was. he was only a couple. Uh, he was maybe like two and a, he was two and a half months old because it was Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. He had only been out of the hospital for maybe two or three weeks. We were way out living rural, and it was December twenty third, and he was showing signs that he was getting sick, mm-hmm. which for him meant um, it was you know for sure a life-threatening thing and absolutely needed to be in a hospital in a city kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I was already, I had been convinced that we were going to be spending that Christmas back in the hospital. It was just one of those I knew that I knew, which is again, probably a futuristic, um, you know, in the spiritual world, we call it, you know, discernment, Mm -hmm. maybe even prophecy, depending on how comfortable you are with that word. I choose to use discernment of just, you know, having a, 
keener sense of what's coming than the average believer does. So I already had this sense that we were going to be back in the hospital. I was like, okay, here, here we go again, <laughs> right? We had just gotten home. Life was just starting to feel like we were getting ready to adjust to what our new normal with special needs someone's going to be. And all of a sudden he's sick. And I went to take a shower. We were on the call. We were basically waiting for the doctor to call us back to see if he was going to need to be medevaced. I went to take a shower. Scott was watching the baby. And in the shower, I had a vision clear as day. It was just as clear as like the clearest dream you have. You wake up, you remember every detail. And in that dream, well, uh, vision, we'll call it, um, Silas was a young adult. He was like no sign of disability, very charismatic, super handsome, well-dressed, well put together. And he was talking to this group of kids and teenagers and he was giving them, you know, like a motivational speech. And what he said was, I, I'm here because my mom believed in me. She did everything that like she spent the restless night. She went through all of this because she believed in me. And of course, that was the most encouraging thing that I could have received at that moment. But even then I recognized that it wasn't a promise from God, right? Like even now, like can't really picture Silas wearing a suit and tie talking to a whole bunch of kids. I mean, who knows? I didn't take it as a promise of like what, like of a specific day, you know, like that was not October 20th, 2032 <laughs> or something that I saw, but really it was the, um, just the the meaning behind it. I honestly, I didn't even take it as a promise that Silas was going to survive. I just took it as God's encouragement for me, like, keep going, because if you give up, who else is going to be there to go to bat for this little boy? Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, powerful. that's, yeah, that's, that's futuristic at its best is being able to um, see a more positive future than what we've got right now. Mm-hmm. Well, we could so use some of that today in our I know, country, I know. in our world. Which is why I kind of have felt this even more impressive than normal. Um, and I mean impressive in kind of the little term, like pressing like down on me, God burden, mm-hmm. yes, of just praying for the world. Um, so yeah, that's the futuristic. Um, my number two, this is the one... I'm, I'm still kind of struggling with some of this one. So my number two is Relator, which like perfectly explains why I love working with you so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very much about, you know, the relationship, the connection there. Um, but the other thing that goes along with Relator is it, at its worst, it's the person who's very, very, very closed off because they're like, oh, well, I've already got my best friend. So like, I don't have time and energy for other people in my life. (laughs) So a relator wouldn't be like the gregarious, everybody's my friend. It's, Mm -hmm. I relate very It's the exact opposite. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if I was in that. Yeah. You're probably a high relator. Yeah. I would, I would assume that for sure you're a high relator too. Mm -hmm. Um, As a, as a funny example, I was talking to my husband, we've been talking because like, you're high, high input. I'm pretty high input. My input's number 12, where it's like collecting information. So when I fall into something like what we're doing with the strengths, I study it a ton and I jabber about it a ton. And so I was talking with my husband about it. And basically what I realized, we were talking about like how hard it is for me to handle if I feel like he's mad at me. And what I told him is like, in my life, 
I've got you and I've got Jamie and kind of like, it sounds bad, but kind of it's like, it's Scott and Jamie and it's the rest of the world. And so like, if half of that unit is mad at me, oh. it feels really, really scary. Oh so. my goodness. No, but yeah, I mean, that is right. Mm-hmm. Because it's, there's a lot of investment in yes. the few mm-hmm. yeah. and I am that way. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's, it's a big reason why Praying Christian Women is a team of two plus occasional part-time help and not a team mm-hmm. of 20. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that would not feel, um, that is not a good place for me to be in the, like having 20 people in that close circle mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, but what, what bothers me about it is like, I am loving, I do love people, And so it feels kind of cold to know that like, that's kind of how I come across. I don't know that you come across that way okay? because I don't think you probably come across that way to anyone because I can see what you mean though, because in myself, because I Mm -hmm. love people yeah. and, but in any, what I struggle with is we've lived a lot of places. There are a lot of people that I would consider close, close friends and mm-hmm. yet I don't, I'm, I really, I'm definitely you're the number one person I interact with mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to my husband and, yeah. and the other people, sometimes I feel like a failure at friendship mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I am not a pursuer of people and right. like, unless they're in my sphere automatically and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even family members, you know, I get to the point where I'm like, oh, I haven't called my dad or I haven't, you know, maintained connection to the point that I really want to, or that expresses the love that I feel for my family or my friends right. outside mm-hmm. of who I relate to most immediately, yes. if that makes sense. Yeah. And so I'm with you. I oh, for sure. Like, oh, I hope yeah. I don't portray that coldness. So yeah, <laughs> very interesting. I, yeah. I would have assumed that relator meant that you're all out there, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Nope. <laughs> it's kind of the opposite, mm-hmm. but you know, it definitely explains why we work so well together. Why having a project to work on together has been so good for both of us. Cause otherwise mm-hmm. it honestly probably would have turned in once. I mean, we've been long distance friends now for longer than we were living in the same area friends. Mm-hmm. And it would have been easy for that just to have turned into, yeah, well, if we ever move back over there, we'll, pick right up, but right. since we don't, yeah. yeah. Um, so that side of it's great. I'm trying to think of how relator impacts my prayer life. Um, it's probably why certain types of prayer meetings can be a little irksome where it's, mm-hmm. it's so superficial that it's just kind of like almost what's the point, right? So like we just heard my futuristic wants to like pray to change the world. And my relator wants to have like my one or two bestest, bestest friends in the entire world and don't really need, feel a need for more than that. And so like the prayer meeting where everybody's only praying for their second cousin's wife's sister's boyfriend's toe surgery doesn't really feel rewarding or like there's no connection there. And to be honest, it feels kind of trivial. Like I know it's important to pray for those things, but I would much rather be in a prayer meeting where we are praying for each other's like most deep seated trauma (laughs) or something, you know, or, or for the world to be healed from all the divisiveness that's out there. So I can see that coming out as a relator in prayer. But toes are people too. (laughs) Toes are people too. (laughs) I'm sorry. I had to say it. No. So this is, this is where it's played out in, in my life, even though it's not one of my top five. Um, Mm -hmm. 
we had a, we called it ladies coffee. We would meet on Saturday mornings with a, a mm-hmm. group of us and, um, it turned into ladies coffee on Thursday evening with no coffee, but we just prayed. Uh-huh, and, uh-huh. But all of us collectively would say to each other, okay, this is getting a little bit like we feel like it's getting a little superficial um, mm-hmm. that we're just chatting and not praying. And so we would try to find ways to do that. And I think for everyone, our favorite times were when it kind of morphed into every week someone had a deep need and ended up yes. in tears and mm-hmm. we all laid hands on that woman and yeah. we all prayed for her and, and mm-hmm. things changed, you know, that yeah. is, those were all of our collective favorite ladies sure. coffees. When, yes. Because you're going deep with somebody. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so when you have a huge group, it's hard to go deep. And so we definitely had those times where it just sort of morphed into one person and it was a different person every time usually mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that had something going on that really needed our attention and focus. Yeah. And that took the main part of the, of the prayer time. And those were the really rewarding times was mm-hmm. just relating to the deep needs of that one person. Have you heard about our Patreon community? Patreon provides a way for listeners like you to partner with us to reach more women with the Praying Christian Women podcast and our other prayer resources. For as little as $1 a month, you'll get exclusive access to video recordings of podcast episodes, including some early access to episodes before they've even been published. You'll also be able to listen to our entire archive of retired episodes of the Prevailing Prayer podcast, where our podcasting partnership began. You'll get sneak peeks of our newest prayer resources, as well as virtual retreats and other audio and video bonuses. To find out more, head over to prayingchristianwomen.com slash partner right now and check it out. For sure. I need to go let the dogs in. Could you pause for a sec? Yep. So I was really tempted to do like a, you know, captive audience. Okay, now that she's not here, let's let's talk oh, about no. something that you know a oh, lot that of would have never hilarious. talk about. Yeah, I didn't follow through. Ah, oh, right. So that would have been fun. <laughs> okay, we can talk about how my next door neighbor's sister's aunt is having toe surgery tomorrow. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Do not discount the toe surgery. No, no. And, and I don't mean to sound flippant. I know that there's a place for that. And I also there definitely is, but there are, there are a lot of people who like, that's as deep as they want to go in their prayers. And so that's, that's perfect. But I think if you are a high relator and those kinds of things do feel superficial, then I would say, yeah, lean into that side of you, find a group like Jamie's where you're willing to go deeper, uh, form a group where people can go deeper. Or I also think that just recognize that your own prayers are going to go really, really, really deep because of how just deeply and introspective you are as a relator. And also just to think of, hey, maybe just find one prayer partner, just one mm-hmm. person that yes. you can go really deep with, that can you you can encourage each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and And maybe that is 
a good fit for a relator. For sure. Yeah. Because there are other strengths that are the exact opposite where it's, you know, you, the more people you have in your inner circle, the happier and more fulfilled you are. And so if that's the case, yeah, something bigger is going to be even more rewarding. If praying with one person is good, praying with 10 people is 10 times as good for certain, yeah, for certain strengths and personalities. So again, it's not a one size fits all kind of thing. One of our guests on the podcast, Allie Worthington, was talking about how she, our question for all of the people we interview is, what is, uh, what's your favorite prayer closet? Where is it that you Mm -hmm. love to go to be close to God? And I had never gotten her answer before. She said, corporate worship. That's where she feels closest to God Mm -hmm. is in a sea of people. And the bigger, the better. And that is where she hears directly from God. Those are the places where she feels deeply connected. And I think Mm -hmm. that's... that's That might be one of those other like big people strengths, like big crowd strengths. Yeah. I think that's really (laughs) neat. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I love that we don't need to be ashamed of the way we're wired. That's that's the only reason we're bringing up these strengths on this show in this format anyway. It's to point out and prove and drive home again and again that there's not one right way to pray. Right. And also that there are things that you might see about yourself that you might say, oh, I don't like that about myself. Why can't I be more like her? Why can I not, you know, why, why don't I like being in crowds more? And why am I not more relatable to tons of people? Well, it's because God created you as a more dialed in relator and that that is, God Mm -hmm. saw that that was good. Yeah. Amen. Well, and it reminds me like one thing that I always have admired about you is how it seems so easy for you to ask people, do you want to pray about that? <laughs> I heard that too. That was funny. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on at the struggling, hands? struggling for the mute button. <laughs> That's right. No problem. But, um, I, I really see that as probably an example of your high developer, you know, of really reaching in to, to disciple others and to pray with them. Um, yeah. So again, not one right way. If you're struggling with any type of prayer envy because somebody else prays a different way than you, there's no, no reason to, to do that. Yeah. All right. So so what's your next is called ideation. You're going to, you're going to totally see this one. I mean, Jamie, this is where like, it's, it's all about like, well, what if we did this? What if this happened? It's, it's the, what if, um, so like ideation plus futuristic means like I'm always in a daydream state. (laughs) I was going to say, so do you think the, like, what's, what is the future, the futurist? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the future, do futurists and ideation often go hand in hand? Is that like a, you know, not same, necessarily same or not necessarily. I don't think so necessarily, but I think when they're together, they kind of heighten each other. Right. Cause mm-hmm. like the ideation and you know what, let's do my three and four, my ideation and intellection are also like intellection is also a daydreamy one. So intellection is mm-hmm. let me think about this for a really long time. Ideation is let me dream about this for a really long time. Oh my <laughs> so- goodness. Both wow. of those plus futuristic means that like, I'm like Belle in Beauty and the Beast, like head always, like it's not even in the clouds. It's like way, whatever's beyond the stratosphere, <laughs> like that's where my head always is. Um, and not so, only that, you're going through like the what if scenarios ad infinitum, mm-hmm. like you're just going, yes. yeah. Which at its basement can like lead towards anxiety and things like that, right? Because it's, what if this terrible, horrible 
awful bad thing happens. Yeah, I have but that then it, yeah. <laughs> somewhere. But then there's, there's also the, well, what if something amazing happens? I think that mm-hmm. helps with my futuristic. Um, it's not my top five, but I also have positivity kind of high. So Good. it's not as much of a struggle. Usually when I'm thinking about the future, it's about all the great things that might happen. Um, but yeah, so ideation is let me brainstorm a bajillion things. And intellection is let me think about a bajillion things. Both of these come across as very like introspective. Um, I need a ton of just quiet time to process. I'm, I'm doing this thing. I think Jamie knows about this. I'm, where I've hired um, this agency to help me kind of ramp up the business that I run for authors. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they had me do last week was a big time audit where I kept track of every single thing I did. And I marked down whether I was like, actively doing something or if I was more in the planning and but they said it was so funny it's like now most of you are going to be doing something like 95% of the time we want to cut it down to where you're only doing things maybe like 80 to 85% of the time and you allocate that other like itty bitty 10 or 15% to like your planning and your development I do mind. I'm like 50% doing and the rest is just like dreaming and planning and but I love that but what's fun, what's funny about that is that you're incredibly productive. You're like one of the most productive people I know. When I hear about mm-hmm. all the irons you have in the fire and I see all the stuff that you're producing, I'm like, mm-hmm. where does that come from? And so yeah. it must, it must be born in those times of planning because mm-hmm. if you don't sure. have that, then you're not going to have the stuff to to pursue. So when you actually sit down to do, I imagine that your doing is so concentrated and focused because you already mm-hmm. have it all planned out. Exactly. Right. That's that what we've talked prolific. about. Yeah. Like praying over your to-do list. This is the perfect mm-hmm. type of personality where that would make sense, right? To pray mm-hmm. over your to-do list, to get, to get all the ideas out there. Um, and then the other thing that I love about all the businesses I run, you know, especially the novel writing, but even, you know, the courses for authors and things like that. I love the idea that I get to brainstorm with God, right? Like that's truly like the most fulfilled for me in, in the businesses that I run. It's sitting down with my journal and throwing out a ton of ideas. And I feel like God and I are in a brainstorming session together. Um, and that's touching all of these, you know, the futuristic, the ideation, the intellection, the relator, you know, because I feel like I'm kind of working with God. He gets to, you know, be my muse. And I don't mean that flippantly. Like I truly do consider the Lord and the Holy Spirit to be what inspires my creativity and things like that. So, yeah, I know that for me, given those kinds of strengths, I need like for every hour of concentrated work, I really do need an hour of blank space time whether that's walking or watering the plants or taking a shower or napping, right? Like I need that, um, that free mental space to, to roam. And there are other strengths. (laughs) Interestingly, neither you or I are super high in these. There's a lot of strengths that are a lot more of the doing there's like activator. Um, what are some of the other ones? Um, focus, achiever. Those are the ones that are more about like, let's go out and get it done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but like for me, 
I, I know that I need that, um, that planning period, the dreaming period. I need a goal to be working towards. That's probably the futuristic side or else again, what's, what's the point? I don't have to be working this hard, <laughs> but if I've got kind of that end sight in mind, that's kind of what drives that. That's very neat. That's very, yeah, that is really neat. And so I feel like your, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like you're lacking though. Like for me, I feel like my, um, productivity is mm -hmm. not where I want it to be. I go through mm -hmm. a whole day and I'm like, okay, there, there's something missing here. What mm -hmm. is coming out is definitely not represented by the input that I'm putting in. Like mm -hmm. I basically feel like mm -hmm. my wheels are always spinning right. and I don't have a lot to show for it. Mm -hmm. Whereas I feel like your wheels are always spinning, but you've got a ton to show for it. So somewhere you've got that connection to the, the mm -hmm. doing. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how that. Yeah. Works. That's something That's I would have to kind of, kind of think through and dive into. Maybe it's more of a perception thing. Maybe it's. Maybe it is. You know, That's it a good point. could be from your end, or maybe it's more of like, yeah, you're doing a lot, but maybe you aren't doing in alignment with the things that truly are your strengths. And so mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like you're getting very far. Right. Um, that should for sure turn into something that we discuss, mm -hmm. um, you know, with your strengths plus your regular to-do list and maybe see kind of where that disconnect might be. Yeah. And like the doing just the time audit. I've always wanted to do a time mm -hmm. audit, but mm -hmm. I never follow through with it because it seems like so much effort is spent writing down the stuff that, and I'm like, <laughs> did I, how much did I just spend five minutes writing that down? Is that part of the audit or is that? <laughs> right. I, your time audit. It's like I did the dishes and then you write down, I wrote down that I did the dishes and then you write, I wrote down that I wrote down that I did the dishes. <laughs> and then you're just sitting there all day. <laughs> <laughs> that is my problem right there. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. It is. Um, but yeah, I think that tying productivity into this for sure is a, a useful discussion to have because if you're trying to be, just like we're talking about, if you're trying to be prayerful, but you're trying to pray in a way that matches somebody else's strengths, mm -hmm. it's going to feel like your wheels are spinning. If you're trying to be productive, but you're trying to be productive in a way that matches other people's strengths, it's going to be mm. wheel spinning. So, you know, at a knee-jerk reaction, knowing how high you are in like the kind of encouraging sorts of strengths and, you know, like relational strengths, I think for sure that always keeping in mind like that what you're doing, you're doing to serve others. I think that's going to be very, very motivating for you. Um, mm. with high harmony, with high um, developer, with connectedness. So connecting to your bigger why, which in your case is to serve and to serve and to serve and to serve, that's probably going to be one way to help, um, you know, help you feel like it's not just spinning wheels. Right. No, that's true. Yeah. Alrighty. So that's the ideation and the intellection. I'm trying to think if there's more to say about how either of those impact my prayers. Um, but I think, you know, this is for anybody who kind of falls into just like, these are both introverted strengths, right? There, there are a lot of just mm -hmm. having time alone <laughs> to think through things. And for a lot of people, I think people who are drawn toward like a quiet prayer time really 
might do well to just think through like, are your surroundings um, conducive to that, right? Um, is there is there something you could do to give yourself like an uninterrupted hour once a week to do nothing but spend time with your thoughts and with God? And I know another one that has helped me in my prayer life is really to just embrace the fact that my brain's always going to love to wander and that God's okay with that, right? Like I don't need my prayers to be a, like, um, I'm not trying to give a filibuster, right? I feel like some people go into a prayer time, like expecting it to be like a filibuster. Like if you pause for breath, then like your prayer gets reset (laughs) or something. And what I've really learned to embrace is, yeah, I, in the same way that I, like, I need a lot of open space, like for every hour I work, I need a, a quiet hour to just like pray for every hour I pray. I need an hour for my mind to wander. Right. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it might not look as efficient or as focused, but I know it's what works for me. And so I think that's one of the biggest changes from when we started podcasting together to where I'm at now. And like, we've, we've always talked about ways to kind of stay more focused. And I think that that's important, mm-hmm. but I've basically learned to totally ignore any kind of guilt for when my mind does wander and just recognize that's, that's how I was made. <laughs> and so my mind's always going to wander and that's okay. Well, yeah. And I like the way that you put it before about partnering with God mm-hmm. in all of it, because God, it, you know, I think it's not so much, I mean, I do think there's an element of stepping into the throne room, being in God's presence, mm-hmm. but at the same time, God meets us where we are too. I mean, we're temples of the Holy Spirit. So God is with us. He's in us. And to invite him into the daydreaming, to invite him mm-hmm. into the mind wandering and yeah. to realize that he can use those things to bring exactly. about his purposes and to guide mm-hmm. you and to direct you. Mm-hmm. That's more of a holistic view of prayer, I think, yes. and compartmentalizing it into just mm-hmm. the times when you shut the door on the throne room and shut everything else out. Right. He's more mm-hmm. than that too. There, yeah. There's a time for that kind of prayer. Absolutely. But, but he's mm-hmm. present in all the rest too. So mm-hmm. that's, that's a, yeah. Yeah. So that, that's been a, a really good learning for me is just to learn to embrace the daydreaminess that's me. And I know for me, one of the frustrations is, and, and I know that like, I'm always worried that you're frustrated in the same way about me. Cause I'm like, I come up with 20 ideas for everyone that we implement. And in a way I feel guilty about that. No, I'm relieved. <laughs> what, why are you relieved by that? Because I don't have, if it was just silent, I would have no ideas. I mean, that's not true. That's not true. I should see that's negative and self-deprecating, but, uh-huh. Uh-huh. but I'm not the visionary. I, I am right. the, I, and I'm, <laughs> I'm not exactly an implementer either, but I, <laughs> so I'm pretty much you're just useless. No, <laughs> you are, you're the encourager that kind of keeps, it keeps the, um, what am I trying to say? Like, I'm not just saying you keep up the morale because you do way more than that. <laughs> You're but, a um, cheerleader, but I am. And, and no, I, I know, but I, yeah, go ahead. It's okay. I was just thinking, you like, your job is to guard this chair. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very important job, Jamie. (laughs) You got to make sure that nobody else sits here. (laughs) Okay. I'll do, I think I can do it. I think I can do it. It's like in, um, Inside out where she's like, you know, like something about the circle. I forget exactly to keep what her, she says. To keep yeah. sadness from interfering. Yeah. Yes. I think I <laughs> can do that job. 
No. And then she like, but no, but seriously, I, I am relieved because that is, that is the driving force behind the the continuation of our ministry and what we do. And I can get on board, you know, like I can do that. Mm -hmm. I can get on board Mm -hmm. with a vision and I can get excited about it. And I can, Mm -hmm. and I, I love all of your ideas. And so once that happens, then I can be carried, you know, yeah, and, yeah, and, and exactly. so I, I can implement things. I'm not a total mm-hmm. worthless when it comes to implementing things. Um, but at, yeah, I, I think that's anyway, no, I never get tired of the ideas. Yeah. I'm well, and I'm glad them. that's, that's the one, it's one area that I do struggle is kind of feeling, um, a little embarrassed about how many ideas I do come up with versus how many do get implemented. But I think a better way to frame it is like, we're never going to run out of ideas. So who cares if only one in 20 see the light of day? <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you remember how many years ago was it that we started like with the prevailing prayer podcast and we thought, mm-hmm. how many episodes do you think we can actually do? I know. Yeah. Like how many topics on prayer, like five, six, and then we're going to run out of show ideas. <laughs> Yeah. And we've had, you know, we're on, here we are. I don't even know, 160-something just with praying Christian women. And that's not Mm -hmm. even counting a lot of the ones with prevailing prayer. So yeah, yeah, they just keep coming. They sure do. And, and that's, that's a really cool thing. And I've decided to just kind of see that as my way of partnering with the Lord, you know, Mm -hmm. the, the gift of coming up with ideas comes from him. I know a lot of the ideas come directly from him. And so I, I'm along for the ride and it's kind of fun. So how do you think that that, um, well, I guess that's, we did talk about kind of how that, that, that is how it, you partner that with prayer is through Mm -hmm. ministry and using your gifts to create content for people to create ministry resources Mm -hmm. for people and encourage others in that way. Yeah. And I think maybe it's one reason why, you know, it's not hard for me to come up with ways to change up the prayer routine when the prayer routine needs to be changed up. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. We've talked a lot about like being bored with prayer or how to spice up your prayer life mm-hmm. or, you know, things like that. And I think that for other people who kind of have this ideation strength where it's, you know, it's all about the ideas and the new ideas. Um, yeah, sometimes that's a that's a great way to to use that gift to yeah, bring some some freshness and some excitement to your prayer routines. Mm-hmm. So last up, my fifth strength is called significance. And I think in a, in a Christian context, it's a little hard to not talk about this apologetically because like at its worst significance is the, like, look at me and how important I am. Um, I know some people kind of call it like the celebrity strength, Mm -hmm. but a huge part of significance is wanting to leave a lasting impact, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's not really about me. It's about wanting to have that powerful impact, which when you heard me, you know, talk about my futuristic and why like my prayers aren't changing things, why would I bother putting so much energy into it? And I know for sure that significance plays into that because I want my prayers to have a lasting impact and I need to be convinced that they will in order to persevere. Oh, I like that. That's great. Mm-hmm. That is a great way to frame it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamie Ivy, who's a podcaster and she does all kinds of stuff. She, she's written some books. And one of the things that she said was, 
there's like a conversation that they had around the table one time and someone, one Mm -hmm. of their friends was asking if you could pick fame or fortune, which would you pick? And she said, immediately, Mm -hmm. I knew it was fame. You know, that that's something that she both struggles with, but also Mm -hmm. like you can boast in the Lord and what he has done. You know, you can be proud and seek after greatness because I think there is a counterpart to the, the idea of, of seeking greatness on behalf of God that mm-hmm. makes us apologetic to seek great things as Christians it doesn't have right. to be ministry. Even it could be your yes. business. It could be, yes. um, you know, your education or whatever mm-hmm. it is to seek yes. greatness and, and for the glory of God. Yeah. for the glory of God. It's like that mm-hmm. Christian hedonism thing that John mm-hmm. Piper talks about in desiring mm-hmm. God of yep. God designed us to seek after the things that bring us joy. So as right. long as God is is at the end, as long as he's the end game, then mm-hmm. we can chase after those things in the for framework, sure. you know, through the lens of, of the gospel, not yeah. for selfish ambition or conceit, mm-hmm. always regarding others, you know, but yeah. but yeah, I think it's important because there are those that fall on the other side of that, that are afraid mm-hmm. to seek greatness and live up to the potential that God has endowed them with. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I don't think that there's anything wrong with ambition. The Bible warns us against selfish ambition. And mm-hmm. there's a huge, huge difference. You know, I, you and I both, I think, have ambitious dreams for how many people we can reach with the show. Um, it's not something that we make apologies for. We recognize it's for the glory of God. And yeah, that's, that's kind of where significance comes in at its best significance is yeah we want to reach a million women with our show because we know it's going to impact the world one prayer at a time right Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and so yeah that's that's my number five and again i know it allows me to pray a lot more boldly than i otherwise would because i believe so strongly in the power that we have through prayer yeah that's great those are my strengths that's great. Those all are very good strengths and they all are very, um, I don't know, like mine felt a little bit like spaghetti on the wall, like a bunch of different things. A couple of them went together. <laughs> Yours, I just see them all being very Yeah, they're all connected. Connected. <laughs> sure. And yeah, yeah, but to be able to see that and see how they work together is pretty neat. It is neat. Yeah. And, and in a way, like, yeah, it's really fun to have a group of strengths that are, are that closely connected, but it's also nice, like from your ends to have kind of a well-rounded sampling of strengths, you know? Yeah. And, and just to kind of see like, okay, I could see that being mm-hmm. part of, mm-hmm. and I'm sure not every test is accurate, but I thought it was pretty interesting. The questions seemed like they were really well thought out and it was a very mm-hmm. thorough test. I think yes, a there lot is a, to creating it. Yes. There's a lot of science behind it um, and lots and lots of research and experience. So that brings us to our just for fun. Now that we've talked about your strengths last week and my strengths this week, what is the strength you like most about yourself? Hmm. I kind of want to say the connectedness because that yeah. one that kind of like made me tear up a little. I was like, it's really cool. Just um, Mm -hmm. being part of a larger picture for those of you that haven't listened to the one about um, my strengths. It talks about how connectedness is um, things happen for a reason. Um, Mm -hmm. We are individuals. We're responsible for our own judgments, but nonetheless, we're part of something larger. It's Um, very spiritual, very spiritual. And your awareness of the responsibility to protect the larger 
picture and not exploit people that creates your values that your value system um, and then that you're sensitive sensitive to the invisible hand giving others comfort that there's purpose behind our humdrum lives and just being connected in the sense of um, what I had talked about last week was um, the thing that I like the most is seeing someone's needs and being able to use that as a launch pad to connect them mm-hmm. and what he can provide yeah. them, whether that's through prayer or encouragement or whatever that is. That's mm-hmm. my favorite part of all of these things that I've that yeah. I've discovered about myself. Yeah. I think my favorite part about your set of strengths is how your developer comes in and truly is so encouraging to me, to the, you know, to our audience, to people you come across. Um, yeah. I, I feel like since I am so, so high relater and it is hard to, so we did this um, in the strengths for writers. There was a, a thread and it was like, come up with a slogan for some of your top strengths oh, no. for relater. The one I came up with is like in three years, we might be best friends. Like that's kind of the trajectory of a, of a relater friendship. That and I just, cool. I go back to where like we were both waiting for our kids to be done in Taekwondo in the same hallway Mm -hmm. and you just struck up a conversation and the rest is history, right? Like I'm so high relater that probably would have never happened, but I I truly see like a little bit of that I think is your developer just loving to get in and encourage people and disciple people. And so probably like if, if you hadn't had that developer side, it probably would have been like, we would have recognized each other and smiled and said, hi, every time you picked up our kids at Taekwondo and that's it. <laughs> that's funny. What a sad world that would be. I know there would be no <laughs> praying Christian women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's for me, funny. I think the strength that I like most, I really like the ideation, you know, never running out of ideas, you know, daydreaming all the time. Um, it's one of the ones like the futuristic and relator I like, but they sometimes can cause a little bit of, um, friction or some pain. (laughs) The ideation is kind of one that I just straight up enjoy. And, you know, there's no shame wrapped up in it. It's like, I, I really like that I can daydream so much. I like that about you too. And like I've said, I love the fact that I, I really love the fact that, that you, just have all of these ideas in a selfish way because I feel like it complements my non-visionary or non, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I just, I love, yeah. um, I love seeing that. But I also like the, what I learned just through you talking through these things about how so much of your time is spent looking forward and planning, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but to realize that sometimes that is a big part of productivity where I think maybe I approach productivity as I need to get this done and this done done. and this done. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of a learning thing for me to be able to know that. Yeah. What was that prayer quote we liked? It was like, prayer is the real work. Do you remember that? It was like, prayer's the real work and like ministry is... Do you remember how yes, that went? It's prayer. Prayer strikes the winning blow. Yes. And like service is picking up service the pieces. Is picking up the pieces. Like 
Yeah. That's that kind it. of, yeah, that's almost exactly the same thing. Like it is. Talk about it on the, you know, on the time management level of the planning is where the real power happens and then you just go and do it. But I think, you know, you can extrapolate that prayer is where everything gets accomplished in the name of the Lord. And then the going out and doing it is just the going out and doing it. Yeah. Well, and I sort of answered on one of my favorite things about just like in general, but as it comes to prayer, I think the thing about your strengths that I loved was the fact that you have this, um, I forget which, which strength it was called, but the fact that you believe significance, is that what it was? Significance, yeah. I love that. The mm -hmm. significance of, I mean, that's at the foundation of our prayer lives. Yes, do I believe mm -hmm. that what I'm doing here is making a difference? And yeah. I think for most of us, it's, it can be a struggle, you know, mm -hmm. no matter how long you've mm -hmm. been a Christian, no matter how many prayers God has answered, we're like yeah. the Israelites and we start to doubt like, oh, does mm -hmm. that really, mm -hmm. does my prayer even really make a difference? But I really sense that in you just, you have very mm -hmm. bold and, uh, it is a bold kind of feel, but bold then again, kind of prayer. Not everybody, you know, if you don't have that strength high, like it's probably what draws you to prayer is different than what draws me to prayer. You're probably right. drawn by the connectedness mm -hmm. and, and because your top strengths are so others focused, it's probably for you, it's connectedness to the Lord and it's being able to bless others, right? Like yeah. your number one restorative, you like to fix things that are broken, right? Like that's probably what drives you to pray. So it doesn't have to be the exact same driving force, right? Like they both drive us to pray, but for different reasons. And again, there's, yeah. there's room for all of those, those gifts. Well, and I love the fact that our top fives were different and mm -hmm. just between the two of us, it's so easy to see how God can be using different members of the body to accomplish things in ways that, that glorify him in exactly. very different ways, in mm -hmm. ways that without those complementary strengths wouldn't mm -hmm. get done. And yeah. that's very cool. Yeah. So if listeners want some listener homework, it would be to go and take the Clifton Strengths test. Um, there are ways where you can get like the full 34 in order, but if you want to just do the top five, just focus on the top five and then just ask yourself, go through those top five. And once you read a little bit about that trait and that strength, ask yourself, how does this impact my prayer life now? And how can I use this strength to come up with an even deeper prayer life? Um, yeah. You know, like Jamie and your high in input, you know, where it's kind of collecting information and maybe you never thought about it this way, but you can ask yourself, okay, so I know I'm high input. How can I use that to be even more effective in my prayers? Maybe that means kind of having a set cataloging system of keeping track of prayer requests. Well, actually we have that now. Did you get that email from Sherry? Yes. I, I was just thinking about that and how like her, because she loves doing those things and she seems so good at it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The cataloging so, the prayers. Yes. So behind the scenes of praying Christian women, if you guys have not met her, we've actually had her on the show a couple of times is That's right. Sherry who does a little bit of behind the scenes for us. So now when you guys send in your prayer requests, we get those on a nice, tidy, organized spreadsheet so that we can go through. That's a very inputty kind of thing to do. It is. Them, and I love know, that. Right there. Yeah. So again, we hope that this has just helped you to get thinking about you, your strengths, your talents, your personality, the totally useless <laughs> talents you've got. So maybe you can say the alphabet backwards and then you can ask yourself, well, how does that impact my prayer life? <laughs> or how yeah. could it 
maybe you come up with something, you know, starting with a Z that, you know, and you just go through. So in Z, you pray for all the zoos in the world. Or, or and, I all back, the, uh, <laughs> and I go backwards and I, and I pray backwards and that's right. Maybe, that's maybe right. Not. You read the Bible backwards. Yeah, that would be a skill. No, <laughs> no. But again, just be thinking about all the things that are unique to you, even maybe mm-hmm. the things that annoy you about yourself. How can you turn that into a strength that will make your prayer life even more of your superpower? I think that is, that is like, I want that to be our, our mantra for this. Think mm-hmm. of the things that you don't like about yourself that you're critical mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. and find a strength in it because there is, yes. there is. And it yes. doesn't mean that, you know, we need to be slothful or we need to be, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. you know, disorganized or whatever the things are that you're, yep. <laughs> but what it means is find, find something good yes. in that, that God says, and, and this is very good. And when we yep. focus on that and, and look forward instead of backwards, we'll grow. Yes. Yes, just like the person who can recite the alphabet backwards. That person must be very smart and cool (laughs) (laughs) and talented. Well, and here I am never getting brain freeze. So that means that I can eat ice cream. Like I can eat an entire gallon start to finish while I pray to keep me motivated in my prayers. And fast. You can eat, you can eat it quickly (laughs) because that's where it gets me is when I eat cold things fast. (laughs) You can eat it as fast as you want. And yeah, I can. I sure can. All right. All righty. We're devolving. All right. Thank you guys for joining us. This is, yeah, it's, it really is, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) This has been so fun. I hope that this has given you some encouragement to look at yourself, your talents, and even some of your pet peeves about yourself in a new light. Mm -hmm. And really just how can you take those unique traits and turn them into a superpower when it comes to your prayer life? Anything else you want to add, Jamie? No, just blessing and benediction time. Let's do it. Okay. May God free you from fear and anxiety today. May you look to your future with courage and hope. May he silence all your fears and keep your mind from senseless worry. May you rest secure in the arms of the great shepherd who tends and cares for his sheep with tenderness and mercy. May all your days be blessed with the joyful presence of your loving father. And may you laugh in days to come. Amen. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com slash journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show, and we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world.